This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, here today with Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live. Today, we'll start our road trip off in Vicksburg for Terra Wildlife's Mississippi River Nature Weekend. Then we'll move to Clinton for the Red Brick Roads Music and Arts Festival. Next, we'll head to Hernando for the ninth annual citywide scavenger hunt and end the show with blues guitarist Jerika Singleton. Don't go far because we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. anything on MPB Think Radio, you can always stay up to date by logging on to our website at mpbonline.org or use your mobile device and download our MPB public media app. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPV Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with Visit Mississippi's one and only Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we are traveling across the state, letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi such a unique and fascinating place to live. So it's the end of summer. It's winding down. Maybe yeah. you forgot to plan your vacation this yes. year. You haven't gotten out of town one time. I have, but all for work. And I mean, that is pitiful. That is pitiful. Well, Kamel, th- th- hope is not lost. I know. There's still an opportunity to get out and enjoy what's left of this Mississippi summer. It's going to be hot for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. But as we all know, school's you know starting back up. People have more obligations. Yes. Soon, that big... Uh, event in all Mississippians' lives, football will yes, begin. Yes, of course. So that'll take over. But this weekend is a great weekend to sort of, you know, commemorate the end of summer, get out and enjoy before you just get too busy with all the fall activities. So we are here to tell you about all the great things happening around Mississippi this weekend. We've got a wonderful show planned for you. We'll be in Vicksburg. We'll go up to North Mississippi. You're going to be all over the state really talking about some very cool events. But if there are some cool events happening in your backyard that we don't know about, we want to hear. Give us a call. 1-877-672-7464. That's 1-877-MPB-RING. Kamel, it feels like a while since you've been here with I me. I know. You know I hate to miss. I absolutely hate to miss. But it was for good reason. Uh, headed over to Letsworth, Louisiana last Friday. Now, where is Letsworth? I don't know that one. That is right on the edge of the Mississippi River, right across the... It's probably about three hours away from Jackson okay. uh, to meet with people about a possible... Uh, marker going up in there for, let's just say, a music gigantor slash uh, rock and roll Hall of Famer. So, Ooh, wow. Yeah, so it was important business on behalf of the state of Mississippi. And then I headed off to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for my su- 
sweet sister's wedding. She got married, and it was a grand occasion. All our family was there, and it was excellent. That's so wonderful. I love I love a celebration, and I saw a few pictures of uh, the wedding weekend, and yeah. everyone looked very sharp, thank you, you included. Much. Oh, well, thank you. At the top of the list, of course. <laughs> now, uh, Kamel, before we move into our first interview today, uh, back to that Let's Worth Blues Trail marker. Yes. Give us a hint. Um, is this musician living or de- or is it? He's living. Passed? He okay. is still touring. Uh, I would say he he's probably the most iconic in the last iconic blues man slash rock man on the face of the planet. I can't say just yet because it it, it isn't all the way done. But when it's done, let's say we'll have uh, all kind of people invited, like Santana and. Uh, you know, the Rolling Stones and things like that. He's got those kind of friends on his his list. Okay, well, I'll be Googling during the break. Mm-hmm. Try and figure this out. All <laughs> right, that sounds good. Well, we're uh, excited to start today's show off with a really unique event and uh, a good friend over at the Mississippi uh, as part of the Mississippi River Nature Weekend. Mark Bowen, please uh, welcome to the show. Yes, great. Good morning. Mark, we're glad to have you here. You're the marketing director with Terra Wildlife. Tell our listeners a little bit about this really unique organization. Yeah, well, like like you said, you know that we're at the end of the summer before the cool weather starts popping in and and hunting and football season. So what we have is an opportunity for for people to come out and enjoy that last weekend before everything uh, everything else gets going. And this Nature Weekend is a really fun event. Um, it starts later today and goes through Sunday morning. And um, we're gearing up for it. Now, Mark, kind of give us a little bit of background about Terra Wildlife itself and its history. Yeah. Terra is um, right now it's about 10,000 acres. We're about 30 miles northwest of Vicksburg on the Mighty Mist. And um, most of the property is between the the levee and the river itself, but our facility, our lodging, and our conference center is on the protected side, and it's been here for years, and we're known uh, in huge, huge amount um, for archery hunting here. We have over 350 archery-only hunts, and we move into springtime where we have a lot of weddings and, and family reunions and cabin rentals, and, and then in the summer with... Um, summer youth camps for boys and girls and um, really, really fun time and educational programs for Now, Mark, as you've said, you guys have a lot of different programs happening year-round, but really at the core of your mission is conservation. You do a lot of work in black bear restoration and management of neotropical bird habitats. Talk a little bit about the staff you have there at Terra Wildlife. You must have some pretty uh, interesting folks. Mm-hmm. I'd call them interesting. Um, <laughs> thank you, but um, yeah, we're it's pretty diversified. We have fellows that um, are guides that are making a living off their hobby in the hunting business, and then um, others. We also rely on a lot of outside resources from uh, outdoor enthusiasts and other state and federal agencies to to help with programs around. Um, we're um, there's conservation easements on the property, and um, you know there. You know when we cut timber on the property, it's not necessarily for the dollar bill. It's more for wildlife habitat. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I think it's so important because as we're living today and you, you talk about so many species that are hunted and poached and things like that, people don't think about so many species that are fading away. And, you know, just because us as people are steady expanding and living our lives and technology is advancing, but we are encroaching on uh, the natural habitat of so many things. So it's so important. How did you get involved uh, with the terror wildlife and and what is the sentiment of the people that work around you to conserve? Yeah, we're, um, I've been here about 15 years, and it's, um, it's uh, a great way to make a living. You're, um, every day I'm driving down the end of a gravel road watching deer cross the road and, and birds fly over and, and watch the seasons change up close. Um, it's really, really unique, a unique job. And, um, and then we get to do things like um, host um, 100-plus people starting the day for, the, for other people that just want to get out and do. And, and you know, as, as a young kid, I lived in Jackson, and, and you know, we, I, would, I would want to get out and go and do and go out um, hunting and, and um, walking through the woods and, and um, you know, just like just get under a tree and sit and watch the morning wake up. It's um, very special. Yes, indeed. I I don't know if you maybe can get in a better spark mark, a better spot mark, but your phone is breaking up a little bit. Yeah, um, I'll try. Um, that's another. I guess it's an advantage or or disadvantage of living. Of working down the end of the road. <laughs> That's yeah, right. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, Mark, speaking of kind of getting out and sitting and, and watching the world wake up, you guys are, are doing a, a form of that this afternoon by really kind of watching the world uh, kind of slow down. You've got Stork and Cork Sunset Nature Tour happening tonight. This is really part of your kickoff for uh, this big Mississippi River Nature Weekend. Talk a little bit about what you guys have planned for tonight. Right. Um, well, after people arrive, we'll, we'll um, have a nice meal. We have two old school buses. We caught the, cut the tops of them off and painted them a, a really um, gaudy green. And so it's a great way to um, drive around the property, go take a view of birds and wildlife um, up close and not behind windows. And and, um, and so we'll do that um, there. There's a certain couple of areas where the birds roost um, right before sunset, and so our objective is to locate that those items, those that area, and um, uh, and, and just watch. We do have uh, resident bald eagles here on the property, and um, and because we're on the Mississippi River, the the Mississippi Flyway is a huge part of birds migrating north and south as the seasons, and um, this um, birding weekend centered really around the, the wood stork, which is a, a fascinating bird. It's a large bird, a wading bird. Um, and we hope to see um, the species of ibises and roseate spoonbills, which are the big pink birds, um, not to be called the flamingo. But um, we probably have, and we have each, each time we do this, we record all the birds sighted. And um, this past spring, we were at about 76 different species that we were recorded that um, that were viewed. 
That's very cool. 76 is a big number of, of different yeah, species, uh, especially in, in one little window. Now, you'll kick things off very early tomorrow morning with some more open-air bus rides. We've got a picture of the Terra Wildlife open-air bus in front of us. This yeah. looks like a really just wild vehicle <laughs> here, but right. looks like a lot of fun. That begins at 6 a.m., but the day really continues with biking, birding, paddling. You've got a little bit of everything. Nice. We do. Um, Angie Webb from Pearl River Kayaks brings about 30 kayaks over, and we have a body of water that people are going to kayak on um, throughout the day. Um, we do have openings for the 3.30 slot. Um, we'll do that. And then while that's going on, we'll have another birding photography bus, and it's not necessarily birding like, like it's called, but photography is such a big part of, of uh, people who enjoy birding, um, so, so that will take place at the same time. And then a um, uh, friend, Leslie Robinson, will bring a group of bikers out here, and we've charted out um, up to, I think it's 34 miles that they can go um, on our on our dirt paths and and roads through the woods, which is really a unique thing because they're not going to be passing cars and honking horns and, and street signs and lights, um, no interference there. And there's nothing, not a better way to see wildlife that, than when you're on a bicycle because it's, it's a quiet method of, of going through the woods. Now, is the mountain biking, is it a race or is it just kind of go at your own pace? It's a go at your own pace. And... Um, I guess mountain bikes is being kind to what we have. We have one little mountain. It's the Mississippi River Levy. The rest <laughs> of it is flat. We're in the Delta. and uh, But we rely on those roads to get our archery hunters in the fall out and throughout the 10,000 acres. So um, we've got a couple of routes they're going to take. And, but, but, um, but we don't want to say, well, if you, do, if you want to bring your bike, you got to run this, pedal this 30-mile route. So we've marked it off, and there are places along the way that you say, all right, I've had enough. And then at an intersection, you can take it back to the lot. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Now, that evening, you've got an open pit hog roast. Very cool. Lots of fun to watch that go down. And then you'll also have some live music Saturday night yeah. where folks can right. come out, bring a chair, bring a cooler, enjoy some music yeah. under the stars. Right. Um, we're right. running out of time, Mark, but tell folks where they can go to get involved. I, I'm hoping you've still got room for more people to come out this weekend. We do. We do have, we have plenty of room for day visitors. We just love to know in advance. Um, for food food preparation and a um, few, few uh, extra beds open. Um, but they can go to our website. It's easy. It's terrawildlife.com. Uh, or they can email me at mark at terrawildlife.com. Or our phone number is 601-279-4261, and we'd love to hear from them. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Mark Bowen with Terra Wildlife. It's the Mississippi River Nature Weekend starting today through the weekend. Make sure to check them out at Terra Wildlife online. Mm -hmm. All right. It's time for another break. But first, here's a fun Mississippi River trivia question. How many days would it take for a drop of water to travel the entire length of the Mississippi River? We'll tell you the answer when we return. Plus, we'll speak with T.J. McSparron and Tara Lytle. 
Stay tuned. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime. MPB News is leading the way, covering stories that matter to Mississippians with five first-place awards from the Associated Press, including breaking news, radio achievement, and public affairs reporting. Your source for a deeper look at today's top story is MPB News. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Before the break, we asked how many days would it take for a drop of water to travel the entire length of the Mississippi River? The answer is 90 days. That is crazy. Very interesting. Very interesting. How scientists figure these things out, I, I will know, never know. Right? Uh, but I'm glad we have the answer. And you know what else I'm glad about? That we have Michelle McAdoo as our producer because she put that Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff summertime jam on before. That is the best song in the world. Michelle is always like giving little uh, gifts to Kamel and I throughout the show. She's Musical gifts. Musical gifts. That's mm-hmm. right. She's so thoughtful in that way. Speaking of musical gifts, there's going to be a lot of musical gifts taking place over the weekend at Red Brick Roads Music and Arts Festival in Clinton. Joining us on the show now, we have TJ McSparron and Tara Lytle. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. We're uh, really glad to have you two. TJ, you're Executive Director of the Clinton Chamber, and Tara, Director of Main Street Clinton. This must be a joint effort between your two offices to bring this wonderful annual event to the community. It is. Uh, three years ago, we both did musical uh, events here in the city, and two years ago, I mean, three years ago, we decided to come together and partner, and then that way we could, you know, share resources, both financial and volunteer, and be able to put on a two-day festival instead of just a couple-hour festival. So uh, it's grown bigger and better because of our partnership. Old Town Clinton, I mean, is just such a unique place. I mean, it's it's, it's a throwback. The, the buildings and the red bricks are, are just so iconic. You know, but how important is it to have the festival on the historic brick streets of Old Town Clinton? Well, it is extremely important. We um, think it gives us an opportunity to, foca- to focus on and showcase the jewel that we have in our downtown. It sounds like you visited downtown, so I'm grateful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> grateful for that. But, yeah, so... Um, when we think about a, a venue, we don't we don't really have another uh, venue in our community. Um, so this gives us an opportunity to bring people and and let them experience our quaint downtown. Exactly. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, this festival has really grown through the years. I saw a picture this morning of an electricity truck hardwiring the food court. So you know you've got some serious food uh, on the way when you've got a a whole electric grid for the food alone. So uh, let's talk a little bit about um, what you think is really behind the growth. Is is it um, the growing community? Is it more interest or more variety in what, what activities you have? Well, I, I do believe that uh, we have we have certainly grown this event talent-wise. 
it is first and foremost a um, a music event, and we started off really just showcasing our local talent and Mississippi talent. But we have since, you know, reached out a little bit further, um, really throughout the United States. We still have local talent like Jerika Singleton will be will be playing tomorrow, um, and then we have uh, Travis Meadows from the Jackson area that will be uh, playing tonight. So we have a, a lot of local talent, but we also have talent from all over, and um, and I think the talent brings people here, but also all of our different activities are are. Uh, adding to the event as well. We're starting for the first time this year, we're going to have a homebrew competition. Oh, boy. Get out of town. Now tell me how that goes. (laughs) Absolutely. So gates open tomorrow at 3 o'clock, and anybody who comes from 3.30 to 5.30 has the opportunity to taste up to 33 beers and vote on the people's choice. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Now, um, and that will, uh, I guess, I guess it's all right to drink beer in the street. I guess that's a legal thing. Right. Uh, well, absolutely. Um, several years ago, our mayor and board of aldermen, um, they uh, designated our downtown as an entertainment district. And in doing so, uh, within that area, you can have um, you can um, experience alcohol on the brick streets. Wow, I, and we'll I have, did not know. Uh, we'll have 22 craft beers as well um, on the street. And then we actually have two red brick brews uh, that are made just for, uh, just for our event from Lucky Town and Abita. Wow. Well, that's really great. Mm-hmm. I I really love um, the craft beer culture that's yeah. growing in Mississippi, and it's wonderful that you've been able to really um, amplify that with your uh, annual event. So really exciting. I know people mm-hmm. will be glad to get out and enjoy 33 homebrew beers and 22 craft beers, yeah. plus these specialty red brick beers that are probably available at, on a limited time. So that's, that's pretty that's- exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, in addition to we've, uh, the beer, You've also got a cool film showcase with some Mississippi filmmakers featured. We do. Um, this year, we uh, have reached out to other film um, showcases and have asked them like um, to share their top, their winners. And then we're also showing um, White Waters and um, Robert St. John's Palette to Palette throughout the evening as well, since White is, is a, a native Clintonian. So uh, that'll be going on both nights of the festival, the entire time of each festival. Yeah, well, we're glad you're showing Palette to Palette, one of MPB's great programs uh, on the broadcast side. So very cool. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the arts and crafts you'll be sharing. I know that um, is second to the music, but still a big part of the weekend. Yeah, we, um, we're going to have a couple of different art-related things going on. We um, Last couple of years, we've had some uh, art boards that, that um, both kids and adults can come and, and paint and be, just be interactive with the event, and so we'll be doing that again. Uh, we usually uh, do our poster. That's part of We have them paint the poster, um, which is really, really cool. Our poster was designed, or our, our graphics for the event were designed by a Mississippi College alum, who is a graphic designer, Edward Moak. Um, so that'll be available for people to, to take advantage of. We also are having a mural that's going to be installed. We oh, have wow. commissioned with a mural artist, and she's been working on that on panels. And actually, part of that's going in today, and then she'll be here on site tomorrow um, putting some final touches on that mural so people will get to witness that. It's right by um, the uh, Firefly stage um, uh, on West Lake Street. 
So um, that's one thing. And then we also will have some arts and crafts vendors um, that will be here tomorrow. We'll have um, a, a henna tattoo artist. We'll have um, a girl here doing glitter, festival glitter. And then we'll have, um, uh, I think of Lee Washington, who's coming, who is a great uh, Delta artist who does um, great um, metal work. He'll be here, and then to, just to name one. But there, there are plenty of others who'll be with us tomorrow. Now, TJ, you guys have, you know, home brews, uh, you know, f- local artists, music guests, film showcases. Tell us about the delectable food that is going to be out there. Well, we'll have a wide variety. Um, Pig and Pint will be there. Um, we'll have is Lerny, Lerny D's will be there doing uh, burgers, a small time uh, eats. Then we also have Grumpy Dave's Kettle Corn and the Lemonade. Uh, Squeezers, lemonade, and uh, Brick Street Pops. And then we also have some uh, restaurants in the area as well. We've got 303 Jefferson and the Bank by Pizza Shack. The Bank is also going to do a pop-up bar on the on the outside of their business as well and feature uh, vodka and gin drinks that, from uh, Cathead Vodka and Gin. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have certainly do have a little bit of everything. That's so exciting. And yeah. um, as you mentioned, it really all kind of culminates or leads into your uh, music that starts tonight uh, at 7 with Bonnie Bishop. And then we'll begin tomorrow, Saturday, uh, two stages. Uh, the Josephines kick things off at 4 p.m. Uh, tell us a little bit about the kinds of music you guys are presenting and um, how we can find out more about the lineup. Well, I, it would be difficult to tell you exactly what the music is because it is so eclectic. It goes everything from um, uh, country to contemporary pop to uh, blues guitar. So I would really encourage everyone to go to redbrickroads.com. There is a Spotify playlist, so you can click on some of that Ooh. and hear uh, all the different kinds of music. I mean, we have um, – I mean, it's just it's really hard to – to say exactly what kind of genre it is. We also have a local band that will be um, kicking things off. They're not posted because that just kind of popped up. Um, and they'll be starting at actually 3.30 when people start coming in and um, during the homebrew, too. So we have music going throughout the entire uh, length of the festival. So inspired that you're embracing local stars, you know, like Jerika Absolutely. Singleton, and you got people like Eddie Cotton, uh, bluesman who is yeah. also from Clinton. So yeah, that we is had so him awesome. A couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't he electric? Oh, he's wonderful, wonderful. And Jerika's <laughs> is no slouch. I mean, <laughs> absolutely not. Well, and for our listeners, Jerikas will be on the show just a little bit later in the hour. And we want to thank you, TJ and Tara, for joining us today. I know you guys are real busy. Encourage folks to go out and check out that Red Brick Roads Fest Spotify playlist, a really good Friday soundtrack to enjoy, and to come out to Clinton for the weekend and enjoy all the great festivities you have planned. Now, it's time for us to take another quick break, but when we return, we'll welcome to the show Dolly Brecken with ninth annual Hernando citywide scavenger hunt we're going to go out with a tune by Devin Gilfillian he's going to be featured this weekend at the Red Brick Festival this is Troublemaker stay tuned this is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio maybe I'll
If you miss anything on MPB Think Radio, you can always stay up to date by logging on to our website at mpbonline.org or use your mobile device and download our MPB public media app. This is MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. We're having a great time on the show today. We started out in Vicksburg with Tara Wildlife, talking about Mississippi River Nature Weekend. We just uh, jumped out of Clinton, where we learned all about the Red Brick Road Festival. Very exciting weekend in yes. Clinton. Beautiful little town oh, uh, here I'm going in tonight. Mississippi. Oh, good for yeah, you. Yeah, taking Kennedy. We're going to go down there and kick it. Well, get some of that lemonade for me. You know I will. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And a few other things. And a few other things, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, absolutely. All right, friends. Now, we are uh, headed into our third interview of the hour. Dolly Breakin is on the line with us to here to tell us about the ninth annual Hernando Citywide Scavenger Hunt. Hi, Dolly. Hi, how are you? We're great. We are great, Dolly. Thanks for being on the line today. Uh, You've got your ninth annual Hernando Citywide Scavenger Hunt taking place tomorrow, Saturday, August 25th, from 8.30 to noon. Talk a little bit about how this idea hatched for a citywide scavenger hunt. Sure. Um, Actually, the scavenger hunt has been going on since before I've been with the city. This is my sixth annual scavenger hunt, but the idea behind the scavenger hunt was really to bring awareness to City of Hernando, local businesses and organizations, and also to provide a fun community event for families and friends. So it's kind of a twofold purpose there. Now, I can only imagine just how excited the whole city is, how everybody builds up to it and, and wakes up early in the morning. I mean, this would be something that if I was a kid, I'd be racing to do. Uh, tell us about the excitement and synergy around the community uh, when you guys do this. Sure. Um, I mean, we have people calling us, you know, sometimes a couple, three months in advance. You know, when's the hunt going to be? And uh, we get incredible Facebook response when we post the event to social media. People tagging their friends and family saying, we should do this, we should do this. So you know, it's exciting. And we have a huge $1,000 grand prize. So that's a big so prize. <laughs> yeah, that gets them motivated to participate. So. We have all the way from, like I said, families with young children up to I've got a team that participates every year that is senior citizens. Nice. So it's a wide and diverse group. Now, tell us a little bit about the sort of process behind creating a citywide scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. I imagine you've got a lot of different clues and kind of fun trivia to share. Talk a little bit about the group that puts together these uh, clues. Yeah. Well, you know, it gets more challenging every year because we try to come up with something new and different, you know. And after nine years, we've done a lot of different things, as you can imagine. But we try to get um, questions. That, the hunt's kind of threefold. We have a section that is questions about it may be local history, it may be state history, but we try to do things that kind of concern the region or our businesses, organizations. It might be about the Parks Department. Uh, we also have a section that is going to focus on visiting sponsors, and they'll go to a sponsor. They may have to do an activity. 
they may have to record a fun video and get another clue that they solve that leads them somewhere else. And then the third part of our hunt is uh, retrieving items. So some of these clues will, when they solve them, will say, you know, go find this or that. Uh, so it, it's a lot of fun, and um, it, it's a challenge to put together, honestly, but it's a lot of fun. Now, I mean, how does it work? Are there teams, uh, you know, uh, how many yes. to a team? How do you even work it? Right, right. Well, they come here. They show up at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday, and we have a hunt packet already for them that when we say go, they they open it and take off. But basically, it's a team of two to five people. They can have two or as many as five. And um, we usually, it ranges anywhere between 15 that we've had 25 teams before. So, um, you know, they're just racing all over town. But the hunt pack, it will tell them exactly what to do. It'll say, you know, visit this place to get them started or, you know, whatever. But they just simply follow the directions in the packet. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Now, I I remember I've only done a couple of scavenger hunts, but I, I love this idea. And I can see other communities really taking on a similar uh, project and hosting scavenger hunts in, in their local communities. Uh, talk a little bit about um, why you do this. I mean, is this important to the city of Hernando? And, and what do you think makes it important? Yeah, I think, like I said, it, it really highlights our local businesses and organizations, and it's a great, fantastic opportunity, especially for new businesses that may be opening in the area, because it'll draw in people that may not have have even looked for them before, you know. Um, so we have first time, almost every year I have a first time sponsor that's never done it before, and um, the hunters, you know, they're going to learn where they're located, and it's just bringing more awareness to them. So I think it's very important for the local businesses in the area. And like I said, not just that, it provides the community something really fun to connect to and to spend good quality time with their family and friends. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys have a, a real covert way of getting the clues placed so you don't have teams out there I trying know, to right? <laughs> scoop you? Yes. I'd have a drone yeah. flying over. Right. Yeah, we keep everything real secretive of uh, so you know sometimes i'm i work very directly with the sponsors and i mean some of these clues go up very very last minute mm-hmm. <laughs> people out there searching in advance so. fair enough yeah that's mm-hmm. great now dolly tell our listeners where they can go to learn more about the hunt and is there still time to register Yes, they absolutely can. They can either come to the Gale Center and register before 5 today, or they can simply go online and register anytime. Our online registration will go through midnight, up to midnight. So they can do that. Um, it's Hernando, R-E-C, HernandoRec.com. They can go on there and register for the hunt. It is $50 for a team. Like I said, two to five people on a team. They will just show up at 8.30 in the morning here at the Gale Center. They do need to have... Um, either an iPhone, a smartphone or a camera, something they can take pictures and video with. Oh. Um, but that's it. Yeah, and then we will announce the winners at 6 p.m. that night as well. 
Okay, wonderful. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun, and uh, we wish you the best of luck as you uh, jump into the ninth annual Hernando City Wide Scavenger Hunt that's so taking place Saturday. Really cool. I think that I honestly think in all the years we've done this show, this is the first scavenger hunt we've ever. Featured. I know. So there's always something new on Next Stop Mississippi, yeah. and we appreciate you um, helping make that happen, Dolly. All right, Dolly Breakin. She is with the City of Hernando. She's the program director for Parks and Rec. I wanted to make a note for those of you uh, who like the blues, Mississippi Valley State University at in Itabina is planning their annual B.B. King Day Symposium. That's coming up on September 6th. More on that to come, but you definitely want to mark your calendar. All right, it is time for our final break, but when we get back, we'll welcome to the show blues guitarist Jerika Singleton. Yes. Don't go far. You don't want to miss what's coming up on Next Stop Mississippi. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to MPB Think Radio inside Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, here with my co-host, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Today we've had some end-of-summer fun, starting off in Vicksburg, north of Vicksburg, I guess is more accurate, heading over to Clinton and into Hernando. And now it's time to welcome our musical guest, blues guitarist Jerika Singleton. He'll be performing Saturday night in Clinton as part of the Red Brick Roads Festival. Welcome, Jerika's. Hello, Mary Margaret. How you doing? We are good. It's great to have you on the show. Is Camille on? My man, Jerika's. What's going on with you, man? <laughs> What's up, Camille? How you doing? Man, bro? I'm so excited to have you on. How you been doing? Man, I've been doing great, man. I thank you guys for having me on. Uh, just excited to, you know, be doing music and uh, talking to you guys today, man. Well, let's give it to them straight, because, of course, I've had the privilege of watching you over the years and watching you just become better and better and better and rising up. Uh, but tell our listeners how you kind of got started and just give us a little bit of history of how you got to where you are today. Oh, OK. Well, uh, basically, uh, uh, the band started in 2010. Uh uh, before then, I, I played basketball. Uh, I grew up playing basketball. That was my main thing. But I also grew up in the church uh, in Jackson. Uh, my grandfather had a church called True Gospel Church of God in Christ, which is still running today. 
And uh, long story short, um, I had an injury in 2009 that derailed me from basketball. Uh, and uh, I played with local bands around like Keisha Pratt, uh, Kami Graham, Grady Champion. Really thankful for Grady. I learned a lot from him. Uh, I played with Eddie Cotton, uh, TK Soul, uh, Omar Cunningham, <laughs> um, Tanya Youngblood, uh all of these bands I played with locally as a guitarist and then just decided to start my own band, um, which consists of my cousins and family members, uh, Ben Sterling on bass, uh, Maya Cows on drums, uh, my cousin Chancellor Kane on keys. Y'all stop me if I'm talking too much. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, myself on guitar, my cousin Tyrone Smith, um, he handles all the merch. Um, and we, uh, all, uh, well, Andre Russell, background vocals, uh, Cole Frazier Powell, he drives us around the nation, but you know, it's all in-house, um, family band, uh, close friends. And, uh, I started doing, uh, the, what, what was it? IBC, um, the international blues competition in Memphis. Uh, we did that for four years. And uh, we created a buzz, and um, uh, I signed to Alligator Records. I think that was in 2014, and we started touring, touring nationally um, from that point on. And here I am today. We uh, we have three albums out so far. The first one, Heartfelt, it was released in 2011. Uh, the second one, Refused to Lose, it was on Alligator Records. 2014 and here the most recent one uh the bridge part one uh is independent independently released uh by myself and it was released in june so we're happy about that and we just been playing shows and uh you know doing what we love which is playing music and just um enjoying the people man that's basically it and well, congratulations on this new album, The Bridge mm-hmm. Part One. That's very exciting for you uh, as a musician and a producer for this particular album. Now, uh, people put you in the blues category. As you mentioned, you've been a part of the International Blues Challenge in Memphis many years. Right. You've gotten a lot of accolades from magazines like Blues and Rhythm. Uh, you've been named the 2011 King of the Blues by Guitar Center. But, Drikas, I think a lot of people would argue that they hear more than just blues influence yes, in indeed. music. Uh, yes, Mary, um, that's um, that's an accurate assessment. Um, you know, I just, I've always just played the music that I love, whatever comes to me or whatever comes to my heart or whatever my band and I, we come up with. We try not to be uh, boxed in. Um, we try to keep a fresh approach to everything that we do. Um, you know, I really don't know how I got, how I started being called a blues musician or anything, but, <laughs> um, but I always enjoyed blues, uh, really love blues. Um, and I love all types of music. You know, I grew up, my uncle Tony used to come pick me up and we listen to all types of music. So it, it all comes out of my playing, uh, mixed in with the church and what I learned at church and things like this. So we're always going to keep a fresh approach to it regardless of what is labeled. So, yeah, you're right. 
Jerikus, I got to tell you, the last time I saw you perform was at the Chicago Blues Festival. And, man, my heart was just so filled with pride because, <laughs> you know, I've seen you just over the years. Uh, I mean, you, you just have become a consummate performer, and you really feel it when you're on stage. But people don't understand, even going back to your story, that you were a basketball star, and you got hurt, and you seriously had to make a decision on how you were going to guide your life. So get a, a little more into that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Camille. Um, you know, I, I put a lot of time in with basketball. Uh, my uncle Tim Singleton is my dad's brother. Um, he spent countless hours with me um, playing in my grandmother's backyard, uh, practicing with me at, coming up as a little kid. And, you know, basketball, that's all I really wanted to do was play basketball. Um, that was my passion. And I was uh, pretty good at it. Uh, I was the number one player in the state in high school, coming out of Clinton High School in 02. Wow. Um, I went to Southern Miss. Uh, and have I have my degree from Southern Miss. I graduated from Southern Miss in 06. And I won National Player of the Year at William Carey. Uh, the year after I left Southern Miss, I had a year of eligibility left. And uh, I led the nation in scoring and all of that jibber-jabber. But um, God had really blessed me to be really good at basketball. And I, like I said before, I was derailed by, by an injury. I had my cartilage taken out of my ankle in uh, 2009. Goodness. Mm. And uh, I didn't recover like I thought I would, and uh, I didn't understand why my ankle wouldn't recover um, and, and me be able to get out there and play basketball at a high level. So uh, the only other thing that I really had a great passion for was music, um, and I was so thankful for it because, you know, growing up in church, um, we were always, you know, urged to play. We were always urged to sing, and we have a uh, family full of musicians, which I'm so proud of. Uh, I'm so thankful for, thankful for my mom and um, my aunties, my uncles. They all stayed on us and, um, you know, brought us up the right way. And, you know, being in church, that stirred up the gift. That was stirring up the gift that I have, my musical gift. And I really didn't know it at the time. Um, but I really enjoyed playing at church as well as my cousins. I think they did too. My brothers, uh, we all play and sing or do something. And, uh, you know, I'm just really thankful of being raised the right way. You know, my mom making sure I go to church, making sure I do the right things and she stay on me as much as she can. <laughs> like, uh, a, like a good mother does. Like a good mother does. Yeah. She worked really hard. Uh, I had two brothers, but, uh, two older brothers. And, but we, um, like I said, man, I was derailed by the injury. I still love basketball, um, and I still watch it. I still have a passion for it, just like I have for music. And I'm just thankful that I was able to uh, push my passion over to something else um, that I can really enjoy because I did a lot of things that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> right. And, uh, sometimes, you know, um it gets rough as a musician. It's, it's kind of tough as well because it's a tough business to mm -hmm. be in. But I always want to make sure that, you know, I, I come off as extremely thankful as I am um, because it's something that I love to do. And, uh, you know, it's a, 
take it or leave it thing, and you just have to figure it out and just keep pushing and keep working at it, which which is what we're doing now. Now, Drigas, we're going to let our listeners hear a bit from I'm Telling You off your new album. So let's take a listen. All right. Now, Drigus, um, refu- uh, Refuse to Lose was a lot about, a lot of those songs were about coming out of that injury and, and pursuing music. Talk a little bit about The Bridge Part 1 and, and what what went into that album. Um, yeah, that's the thing. What That particular version of I'm Telling You is from Heartfelt. Um, that was in 2011. We remixed it and put it on The Bridge Part 1. So it's a it's kind of a, a little different tune. Um, so, uh, what was I about to say? What did you ask me? Mary? Yeah, so talk a little bit about The Bridge Part 1 and, and what sort of music is on this album, what sort of songs, and, and where the inspiration came oh, from. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, The Bridge Part 1, um, the band and I, we it, we came together and came up with a lot of tunes together Um from scratch more so than we did with the other albums. Um, and it, it came out a lot better. Uh, my cousin being on bass, phenomenal bass player, um, he helped me a lot uh, with this album. Um, and we had a lot of fun, and a lot of the tunes came out great. Uh, the band was really excited about it. Um my friend John Blackman played, played drums on a lot of the cuts. Maya Cows played drums. Chancellor Kane played keys. Uh, Sam Brady also played keys on it. And we all wrote. Uh, Tyrone Smith, he got in on some writing. We all wrote and uh, came up with stuff together on this album. Uh, made all of us really proud. I think it comes out in the shows as well. Uh, we have a lot of fun at the shows on stage. And, yeah, you guys uh, always bring a really big sound. Yes, you bring a, a very electric performance and remind listeners that, um, yeah, you will be performing this Saturday in your hometown of Clinton, 445 right. uh, on the West Stage. This is part of the Red Brick Roads Music and Arts Festival this weekend in Clinton. Now, right. uh, Drikas, we're going to go out today with Keep Them Shoes On. Tell right. our listeners where they can uh, find out more about you and uh, a little bit about this tune. Uh, Keep Them Shoes On was actually a tune that I wrote in 2008. Uh, it used to be a rap song that I had, uh, which I was a rapper long a while ago, and uh, which I still do now. But uh, we we brought it back and we put the full band with it, and we decided to make a song of it. It's been doing pretty good so far. Jerika, so proud of you, brother. All right, Jerika Singleton, our music guest for today. He's going to be featured at his hometown festival, Red Brick Roads and Music and Arts Festival, happening this weekend in Clinton. We want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us today and thank all of our guests for spending a little time with us. Mark Bowen with Tara Wildlife, TJ McSparron and Tara Lytle for Red Brick Roads and Music Festival. 
Dolly Breakin for Hernando Citywide Scavenger Hunt, and blues guitarist Jerika Singleton. Next Stop Mississippi was produced by Michelle McAdoo. For Kamel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us.